Thank you for listening to the I Am Podcast. The following is a person discussing the memories and feelings that make up their experience. It is solely from their point of view. I hope you enjoy the episode. Michigan. I grew up in Battle Creek, Michigan, but also grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Well, how long were you in Battle Creek, Michigan, before you moved? Uh, I was in Battle Creek for about, well, I was born there. We moved when I was uh, around six, five. Oh, okay. Moved to Birmingham, Alabama. Grew up there for a little bit, and we moved back. It's kind of a mess. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of a mess, I mean, but I say I'm from Battle Creek. Yeah. That's how uh, how long were you in Alabama? Um, about a good 10 years. Okay, so mid, years. mid high school, yeah. something like that? Yeah, well, before high school, so it was like, oh, okay. before I did my high schooling in Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. Battle Creek Central High cool. School, shout out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your experience in uh, in Alabama? Uh, man, it was on and off. You know, my uh, dad is from Alabama. Uh, okay. All my family, most of my family that I'm close with is from Birmingham, Alabama, and Georgia. Okay. So, uh, yeah, all my family's down south. Yeah. I'm down south, so. Do you head down there often? I've been here and there, uh, when, what, two years ago, I was in, uh, Georgia and uh, Birmingham, so. Okay. Yeah, I go back from time to time. Do you, so we're in Michigan, upper Michigan now, mm-hmm. and obviously temperatures are pretty different down there than up here. Do you, uh, you prefer it up here? You prefer it down there? Nah, man, I, I prefer <laughs> the warmth. I mean, yeah. you know, this, this uh, cold weather up here, don't yeah. cut it. Yeah. Don't cut it. Never <laughs> seen nothing like it, man. Yeah. Even in Battle Creek, it don't get... It don't get this bad. Right. Like, it don't yeah. get this bad. It I mean, gets cold up That's here by sure. the border of Michigan, so <laughs> it ain't getting this bad. Right. Yeah, so mean, what what brought you to Upper Michigan, to Marquette? Uh, well, um, in high school, I was a heck of an athlete uh, yeah. coming out of Battle Creek Central. I uh, went to a lot of football camps. I mean, I played football most of my whole life, so... Okay. I really got huge into it. My name got out there. A lot of coaches in the whole country, you know, I had a, a lot of recruits, uh, recruit trips. I ended up going to a Michigan camp and okay. uh, talked with Lloyd Carr. For U of M. Yeah, for U of M. Okay. And uh, this was his alma mater. Mm-hmm. He also gave me reference to up here. And uh, I come and check it out. Short story, you know, come and check it out. And I enjoyed the facilities, uh, the area. Okay. It was a smaller place, you know. I'm mm-hmm. more of a city kid, and this is the complete opposite, you know. Yeah. My mom liked it. My dad liked it. They thought it'd keep me out of trouble. Okay. So and, and they were also offering me the most amount of money. You know, I had to go where oh, okay. where was offering the most money. Sure, where it covered your I had, like, a bunch of crews. Like I said, you know, Michigan, Michigan State, Western Michigan, Oregon, Nebraska, oh, uh-huh. everywhere, you know. Okay. And, uh... 
But I chose here. I mean, I wasn't the greatest student in high school, which sure. was another situation I got into. I had to prove that I can stay in school, you know, before yeah. I go to any other bigger school. So ended up getting stuck at Marquette, Michigan. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I ain't mad at it. I mean, it kept me out of trouble for sure. Um, got into, you know, the things that I want to do, with, okay. you know, training and all that stuff. So it okay. all panned out. Sure. Turned out pretty good for me. What, uh, what does your dad do? Uh, my dad's a truck driver. He was a truck driver for like 30 some years. Just okay. now retired. Two years ago, he retired. Okay. So, yes. Where did, so he was based in Battle Creek? Yep. Overnight trucking. Overnight okay. Trucking. So was that so Battle Creek? UPS. Okay. So Battle Creek is where all the cereal manufacturers yeah, are, right? Yeah. Kellogg's, Kellogg's and everything. Yeah. So was he, was he working for them? Uh, no, or? my mother did. My mother oh, okay. worked for Kellogg's. Yeah. Right. She was a, um, one of the ingredients bosses at Kellogg's. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. She's retired now too, so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what? Um, where did your dad go? Uh, what you mean on his route? Like, yeah, like how far um, away? Yeah, he used to do. He used to do when when we were younger. He would always be gone trucking. You know, he'd go everywhere. Mm-hmm. But um, as we got older, he stuck around a little more. He would do the um, when he was in Battle Creek. He would do the Lansing routes. Um, he would haul down to Ohio too. Okay. Um, was he home every night kind of thing, or was he out, usually, like, gone for a couple usually, days at a time? I mean, there was times that he would come home super late or just mm. wouldn't come home at all, and then he'd show up, you know? Sure. Just, just whatever the yeah, job entitled. Yeah, whatever the job entitled. But it That's was cool. mainly he would come home. Would okay. Come home, so. How are, are your mom and dad still together? Yeah. yeah cool. Man, how long have they been like together? 30 years or something like yeah. that, man. I don't know how. <laughs> I honestly don't, but yeah, they're still together, man. Yeah, living in Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. What um, what was your school time like, like Michigan versus Alabama? Um, I know a few people that have gone to school, you know, in um, different states throughout their, it's their definitely, life. And, it's definitely different. Um, just in general down south, they teach, I mean, the manners, the thing of manners is like huge down there. No ma'am, yes ma'am, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um but up here uh, in, in in Michigan, it was just I don't know. It was more the I lived the whole athletic kind of life, you know the mm. the school jock guy, you know. So sure. it was definitely there's some things you get benefited for being that, you know. Mm. And I think that was kind of part of my problem in in school, you know, not taking it as serious as I should have at times. So okay, you know. There's a difference. It's, it's not much. It's just yeah. you got the whole different Southern culture compared to up here. It's, it's different. Sure. Did, um, with what's going on in the country right now and all the stuff that you see happening now in social media, mm-hmm. you know, I, I assume a lot of this has always been going on, but, oh, yeah, you know, just, just seeing it in social media coming, now. That's why it's coming to the surface. Yeah, you know? being able and to see it. A lot of people don't know how to handle it because they've never seen it before, just heard right. about it. Or you ain't lived it. If you ain't lived it, you don't understand it. You know? Exactly. So, do you mind talking about like what your experience has been? Have you had any issues um, with? Well, know, give me. Uh, it it depends on. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what you. Oh man, racist racism is is alive and as well. You know, it's huge. Um, and now, like you said, with social media being out there, people flipping their phones out and this and that. Mm. You know, it's somewhat of a problem because you know you flip your phone out instead of going and help. You know, sure. that you want to take the time to flip your phone out. Why don't yeah. you go help? You know, back in the day, it was you go and help. You know? Sure. 
Now it's different, but um, it's kind of a good thing, man, because now people see what the real world is like. I yeah. mean, I can't, that's like me saying, I can't tell you how to be a grown white man. Sure. I don't know how that is. Right. I don't I don't know how to walk the streets that way. I don't I'm a I'm a grown black man, you know, it's different right. for me. And what we see in this country is that divide. That divide of um is still out there just because of, you know, somebody's skin color, they're supposed to be a certain way or they're supposed to right. talk a certain way or dress a certain way. Yeah. And that's just silly, you know. Oh, exactly. That's it's still out there. And um, all the things that's going on in the world is is crazy, man. It's a scary world, you know. Yeah. But I was I was exposed to that at a young age, so it, it okay. doesn't scare me. I mean, I've already seen that. I've I've had my situations with racism here too, here yeah. uh, down south in Battle Creek, everywhere. It's everywhere. Okay. Have it's you? Everywhere. Is there a difference between in the south and in Michigan with what you encounter? Oh yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a big difference. Um, down south is still really, really openly racist. Okay. Like, and I almost like, hey, if you don't like me because I rather you tell me, you know, I rather you shut up, tell me. They'll, down south, they'll do that. You okay. Know? It's, it's no hiding about it. Birmingham, all those places, yeah. South Carolina, places like that. It's it's really racist cities, really racist states. Okay. And uh, down south, up here, it's more. I would say it's more or less not racism, but ignorance. Okay. You ain't, you don't, you ain't grew up around it. You don't know how to act around it. That's, you know, and that's natural. You know, if you don't know how to approach something, maybe you see it on TV, but you know, I'm a big black dude in Marquette, Michigan, yeah. with tattoos all over me and this and that. You might have your certain preference of who I may be. Right. But, you know, and. I think it's just more or less ignorance okay. here than it is down south. It's just some is hatred. Yeah, it's just hatred. There's um, there's a number of things that have gone into me doing this podcast at all. Mm -hmm. um, one of them, one major one, is that I have had the opportunity to travel mm -hmm. and to meet different people and you know be exposed to different cultures and all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. And the um, one of the things I have at the very top of the podcast in the first episode is that we do tend to categorize people when we first see them, right? Absolutely. Check boxes in our head. Absolutely. Okay, uh, Bubba Absolutely. is a big black man, <laughs> period, right? And that's where it stops. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's not where you stop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> Same. I mean, everyone, you know, it's not good to judge, but everybody does it. You know, everybody yeah. do it just to... It's like a starting line, you know, of where course. where where could this pe where could this person be? Who could he be? Right. You know, and and that's what, you know, you hate to, you know, quote is kinda cliche, but Dr. King said what? You don't judge a man off of his skin color, you judge him off of his character. Mm -hmm. And that's what I judge everybody off of how you treat me or what you how you are. Yeah. You know, if you if you a thug, then you a thug. That's just who you are. Sure. If you a nice guy, you a nice guy. If you a nice girl, you a nice girl. If you suck and I don't <laughs> like you, I mean, there's got to be a reason. It's not because of right. the skin tone. I, I just believe you are who you are. I don't care what skin tone you are. If you what's up side, what's up top is who you are. You exactly. Know? What's in your heart is who you are. So yeah. So I'm I, yeah. I'm really hoping that people get more of a look into who people are 
and you know get an understanding you of know, you know expand your horizons in like, this world get to know we, somebody first. we live in man people are so scared of everything you know mm. people fear everything because of what they see what they've been told this and that so it's automatic you know to I don't know. It, it goes deep with a lot of things, man. And I don't even know anymore if it's just racism or is it just people are just people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be scared of things. You're going to react to things. Sure. You're going to think you're right about something and maybe not look at the other side of it, you know. And it's yeah. it goes beyond all that. I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot of topics that I could... Just go off of <laughs> that, sure. you know. Me and my dad have talked about. Me and my cousins have talked about. Like, um, there's a lot, man. You got the police shootings happening yeah. to young black males. You got the whole Colin Kaepernick thing going yeah. on. You got, I mean, the whole NFL owners thing going on. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, man. It's all it's all opening up, and yeah. like you said, that social media thing is. I think it's more or less on the good side. Because yeah, you can't hide now. You can't, right, it's you can't calling hide. attention to it. Yeah, you so. can't. What, what, what you do in the dark, mm-hmm. it'll come to light. You know, it'll come <laughs> yeah. to light eventually. Oh, absolutely. You know, and like you got the whole Donald Trump thing, you know, him being our president and what he may represent, what he doesn't represent. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go on forever. But ultimately, to me, it just all comes down to people not willing, not being willing to see other sides of things not willing to talk sit down and talk about it see where that person comes from see what that person is about absolutely and that's what i think that we fail at as a country we do all this judgment automatic Mm -hmm. even even you know what like i said i'm a black man even with black people you see them they automatically it's racism or it's automatically because I'm this or that. Right. It may very well be. But until you sit down and you see what this person is about hmm. and what you're doing categorizing them. You know what I'm saying? You're doing okay. the same thing they're doing to you. Just in the reverse. Yeah, just yeah. in reverse. You're okay. doing the same exact thing. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think about that kind of stuff, Brian, and it, you know, it's crazy. That's uh-huh. just the world we live in. And I, I don't have kids yet, but I, I think about it. If I do... A rough, rough world to raise a child in right now. Yeah, there's lots of info that you know now is better than it's ever been before. Mm-hmm. Generally, yeah, I mean, right. I know Society's when I grew up, it along. was rough. It was rough Something where I grew up, you know. Yeah, and, but I mean, of course, there's still plenty of room for improvement, mm-hmm. right? A lot of <laughs> I do want to get that in here that I'm not saying it's better and don't worry about it. No. You know, there's, there's. I mean, there's a lot of things that show that we making strides. You know, yeah. just the fact. That there was a president that was a different race. Mm-hmm. You know, that was huge. Yeah. And I think that honestly scared a lot of people, you know. Sure. That threw a lot of people for a loop, you know, now that we now we got this whole Trump thing going on, you yeah. know. But we had that president, Obama, even if I mean, I think he was a good president. I mean, there was room for improvement with everything. I usually don't get into politics and all that shit because mm-hmm. to me, it's all, just, I can't okay. do it. Okay, I don't. I don't usually get into all that. Um, but he showed so much more than just he's a black man in office yeah. or whatever. No, he showed everything. He showed the fact you can be whatever now, mm-hmm. and you can get and be a president. Even yeah. it's the reverse with Trump. He had no presidential background. Right. 
but he's the president. Right. He shows that hell. You could be a, a TV reality star and yeah. become the president. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. But it might, <laughs> that's crazy, but it could happen. Yo. And I mean, he shows that, you know, even even though some people I don't I don't know where you come from with mm. the whole Trump thing, you know. There's lots of people that are not for him. There's some that aren't. Yeah. I my opinion of, of Trump is there might be one good thing about him. <laughs> and that one good thing about him is that he's causing people to become engaged. That he's getting people involved. To do something. To do something, to speak their mind, to to, to protest, to raise their voices, to say how they want things to be. That they might not have done that previously. I got you. So hopefully people get out to vote and just exercise their right. He definitely will. So. He has motivated a lot more people to get yeah. up and, and vote in a situation as in, yep. we don't want this guy to ever end up. Back in office, or anyone like this, yep. or whatever, it, it works both ways, you know. Yeah. And like I said, with the whole, I mean, Obama opened up the door for anybody, hmm. even women now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can, you can. My niece, I can look at my niece as my black niece. You can yeah. be president one day. Oh, absolutely, nephew, she could. Yeah. You can be the president one day. Yeah. Who knows? You know, and that did not exist. That did not exist before Obama. Right. And. Now with Trump, hell, it exists that you could be the mailman, you know, for whatever. And you might, you know what? I'm going to just run for office, sure. you know, because I'm rich and I can do it. I don't know. Yeah. So. You can get the right backing. Man, it all, you know, it's all, it's all just kind of crazy. It's all just turning into one big old pot of just crazy, man. Sure. So, it's, you just got a lot of issues going on. And I just wish people would sit down. Instead of getting mm. so mad and offended about everything. Yeah. There's definitely offense culture yeah, going on. A, yeah, everybody's so sensitive nowadays. That's, yeah. that's one of the big things. Everybody's so mm. sensitive, so soft, you know? Like, sure. damn, somebody say something about you, you just go whine about it. You don't just cry <laughs> about it. You got to finally tweet it. You got to <laughs> post it and cry about the shit. Figure out what, what's going on, you know? And hatch it out. Whatever happened to that, sure. that's gone now. I don't you mentioned earlier that at a young age you found out oh, yeah. what was going on. Is lot, there man. is there a specific thing you remember? Uh, one or? thing that automatically comes to mind was actually this happened in Battle Creek. Um, I used to play for a school called Lakeview High School, and it was um, Lakeview School. It was uh, I was young though, but it yeah. was a little Pee Wee League football. Okay. Sure. okay. And. Um, we, I was one of the only black kids on the team. Okay. There was one more, I forget his name, but I won't say his name, but uh, we were the only two black kids. And um, I was a big kid. Right? Mm. I'm a big two now, I was a big yeah. kid. Uh, I was about. How old were you? Uh, at the time, maybe seven or eight. Okay. I don't even say seven or eight, maybe. Maybe eight or nine. Sure. Somewhere around. Uh, yeah. There. But it was Pee Wee League, you right. know? And uh, they used to do weigh-ins, you know. They mm. would weigh the kids to make sure ain't nobody too big to play. Sure. I was two pounds overweight, okay? okay? And we are playing a team called Harper Creek. Bunch of country boys, bunch mm. of country farm kids, bunch of white kids, you know. Okay. And we playing, they had three children that was way overweight, right? Mm. Ref told them they're good, they're good. Come to me, I'm two, if I'm two pounds overweight. And they knew I was the best guy on the team, that best player. And they told me no. Okay. And my dad, you know, being my dad from 
down south, whatever. He mm. knew what the hell was going on. Right. You know, and automatically their coach was getting snotty with my dad and my family and um the refs were getting snotty with him. No, mm. he's not allowed to play. It's not gonna happen, you know. Mm. But we know those guys are overweight too. Right. Why are they not getting the same treatment? And they automatically has nothing to do with you. That's none of your business, you know. But he's not playing. Okay. And that day, my dad took me off that team, and we quit that day. Yeah. And I was super upset about it. I didn't understand at the time okay. why they were doing ask. this to yeah. me. Yeah, they, I didn't understand at the time why they were doing this to me. But my dad sat down with me, and he told me what was going on. Okay. Because Harper Creek has always been known as those country white guys out there you know okay. and it was it was definitely a racist thing it was okay. definitely a we're gonna keep you out thing because they knew i was like i said the best player on that team because hmm. i was the star running back and i was big boy it's hard to tackle me blah blah sure. blah you know and they did everything in their power to keep me from playing and they did that day. so so what was your feeling when your dad sits down and tells you something like that do you remember? I, like, I remember. I remember. I remember all that. I remember that whole day, Brian. And it's crazy that I even remember it being 32 now. Yeah. And I still remember that day. Um, I thought it was silly. Hmm. Like, I thought it was... I thought these were adults. Hmm. Why are they acting like that? Sure. They acting like... And I was nine or eight years old at the time. I'm like, right. they're acting like kids. Yeah. Like, because uh, I'm darker than those boys. I can't play. Right. That's what kids do. And kids kids do that kind of stuff. Like, no, you look funny. Or, no, you're too fat. Or, no, right. this. Kids do that. Sure. Like, and that's ultimately, like, I'm like, that's funny because that's ultimately what it's over. Yeah. Like, because you look different. Ooh. <laughs> no. That's it's silly. The whole thing is silly. Right. You know, and I remember as a, as a child, I'm literally thinking that. Why are they acting like kids? You yeah. know, like we bicker like that, not adults, I thought. Sure. And, okay. you know, I was crying and all that stuff because I really wanted to play. Yeah. And my dad is like, don't worry about it. We're going to go somewhere where you can play all the time. Okay. And, man, the Battle Creek schools, you know, the Battle Creek area. Lakeview is kind of a richer outside of school area, you know. Okay. And um, they couldn't do nothing about it. And in the rules, it's if a kid is too over overweight, you know. Right. And, I, and I even ran laps to try to lose the weight, you <laughs> yeah, know, because okay. it's probably water weight, yeah. you know. And supposedly they just was like, no, you showed up that way, no. Okay. But they were letting others. They found some yeah, other way. Yeah, to, to keep me to make it to make it seem like you right. know. But we all know why they did it. Okay. You know. So did that? Does an experience like that? How does that change how you as a kid? Look um, at your interactions with other people going forward. Like, what um, was your next football experience? The thing about it is, I never held it. I never held it against nobody. I just, even with my experiences to this day, I never hold it against a certain race. Sure. I just think that's a bad seat. A bad. Person. That's a bad person. That's sure. somebody that don't got their facts straight. That's somebody right. that don't got their their mind right. You know. Okay. And um. I've always been that way. And uh, what other experiences? I went to another team that I could, mm -hmm. you know, play and do all that. But it made me aware. 
And okay. it's like, if I ever have children, I want them to wear that thing early. I don't want them right. to be sheltered. I don't want them to not see something like that, even sure. though it's terrible. Yeah. But you need to understand it's out there. Right. You know, and I've always, I always was more of a thinker anyway. I didn't have no older brother. I have an older sister, but we, ain't, okay. you know, we were, we grew up a little differently, you know, because she was older than me six years, you know. Okay. So, yeah, that's a you decent know, she's, yeah, yeah, she's over in her own. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty much, to me, I was pretty much the only sure. young kid, you know. Right, right. So I would do a lot of thinking myself, and that's just how I handled it, you know. Okay. And that's just because that's the person I am. And there's others that may handle it differently. Sure. And like my dad, you know, he... He grew up and seen a lot, you know. He mm-hmm. was during those days where they was hosing people down in Birmingham, you know. Okay. And he seen a lot of that, and a lot of that made him dark in a lot of areas toward white people, you know, or whatever. Sure. And he's come a long way with that kind of stuff. That's good. I've had white girlfriends. I've had, I have a my godmother's white. Jeanette, okay. he knows my godmother and my godbrother is white. My dad too. My god dad, you know, all of them. They're white. Okay. You know, and she was there that day that that happened to me. And she was super upset, you know. Mm-hmm. And my dad, you know, let me handle it. It's my son. You know, he was being a little confrontational, you know. Sure. Because Jeanette is, she won't have to deal with none of that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Because her son is on the same team, but he's white. Right. You know. So, it was, it's, there's a lot. It was a lot that, you know, that I took in at a young age. And that was one of them. Seeing my godmother upset about it, you know, and she's the same color as that guy, but that guy's acting like a jerk. Yeah. I don't get it. Didn't understand it. But now I do. I did at the end of the day. That's good. So, but that made me, I know my godmother's a good woman. You know, my god, that's a good, he's a good man, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you see those kind of things at a young age and it helps sculpt me to who I am, you know. So, and, and, you know, I think. And it's still in my head to this day, so it must have been a real good, important learning lesson at right. a very young age. Well, it definitely made an impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, something it definitely like that. Did. Definitely. Well, and especially because you're just a kid at that point, just wanting to play football, mm-hmm. right? It's only about I want to go out there and I want to play and I want to have fun with my friends and teammates That's all I and I to do. yeah, just go have a good mm-hmm. time. And then somebody's being a being an ass mm-hmm. for literally no reason just because you know they they wanted me off the field i was making a lot of noise in that conference in that division yeah and they knew i was a black kid the only black kid that they had you know sure shut it down any way that you can you can get it done yeah that was one big moment in my life that was a racist moment that i will never forget you said that your dad grew up in alabama birmingham georgia um Part of Battle Creek. Was he, depending on how old he is, was he around for any of the like the stuff with Martin oh, Luther yeah. King and uh, stuff, or do you? He's was he not a little, that old. Little he's, younger. My dad is okay. fifty-five. Okay. Fifty-six now. Fifty-six. So sure. he was still a baby when sure. all that was going on, but he was he was alive. Yeah. But um, he distinctly told me about. Um, I remember him telling me about when they were. I don't know what year that was, but it's still like a memorial down there. Okay. Where they were hosing down black people, releasing the dogs on them. Yeah. He was part of that. When okay. they, uh, that's when my grandmother put him and his brother on a bus and fled to Georgia and then up to Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He was part of that. Did they, so they, did they just literally packed up everything and mm-hmm. just moved? Like, she just moved them out of there. Wow. That's the story that I know. Yeah. I, I don't know the full, like, he, 
he don't like to get into that kind of stuff because I think it's definitely him growing up without a father too. So you know, and that scarred him as well. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he's he's seen a lot, man, and he's like I said, he's still decently young, only fifty fifty some years old, mid fifties, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, he lived that. He's the oldest of his four brothers. So, okay. Uh, so he uh, he got to witness all that. Did all your uncles come up to Michigan then too? Uh, no. Um, uh, Tracy did for a minute, um, but he's in Georgia now. Um, Patrick did for a minute too, but he's in uh, Atlanta now, but he was in Phoenix, okay. Arizona. Um, and uh, his youngest brother, Gil, is in Georgia too. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. So I'm a, yeah, all that family is down south usually. But yeah, man, we uh yeah, we grew up with a lot of crazy stuff, man, when it come to that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um Um, I've had other situations where uh, it was more or less profiling, um okay. that happened uh, from up here. I was up here actually and I was driving back home to Battle Creek for uh the summer, actually, mm-hmm. and I got pulled over in Ithaca. I got pulled over in Ithaca, and it was hot that day, you know. I'm, <laughs> and this is Brian. This is before you see what you see now. I had a, all my tattoos are showing. I had my white beater on, mm-hmm. and my chain, and my earrings, my hat, all that good stuff. Um, sure. And State Boy pulled me over, um, and he immediately, I can tell, look on his face that you know he ain't seen this a lot, you know. Right. And he tells me to stay in the car, whatever. And you know, he was just getting aggressive for no reason. And I'm just like, so my mom. Were you were you speeding or anything? I was or? speeding. Okay. Uh, that's all speeding. Um, and I told him I didn't know how fast I was going. I was just, and he asked me where I'm coming from. I was like, I'm just trying to get home. Mm-hmm. Just you know, on the road, just trying to get home. And he immediately asks me, "Is there any drugs in the car? Any guns? Anything?" I'm like, "Nah, man, ain't none of that. No drugs. I don't do none of that. You know." I'm a athlete up at Northern Michigan. Hmm. And he was like, okay, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> Immediately, that's right. not what I asked you. I'm like, all right. So, you know, at that time, I'm like, okay, I see where, I see where we going with this thing. Right. Next thing I know, Brian, and I kid you not, three other state boys pull up. Three others. I'm like, all right, man, yeah. you know. I'm like, that's cool. So, And my mom always told me, and this is, this is the sad thing about the world today. She always told me, put your hands on the wheel. Yeah. Turn the car off. So you can show them that you ain't trying to flee. You ain't trying to do nothing. Right. Never reach for under your seat. Never reach for your side of your seat. None of that. Right. For her to even have to tell me that, that the side of this on. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And um, I have to tell you, as as a white guy, my parents never told me anything like yeah, that. Yeah. That's what I had to tell me that. You yeah. know? And, and I'm like, okay. So I do that. And they see my stuff in the back, and I told them there's nothing in the car, no weapons, no nothing. And um, it was like, and that same cop, then you wouldn't mind if we search it, you know, and his whatever. I said, go ahead, you know, I don't have to. Right. And I'm telling them, I don't have to let you search anything. But you know what? For you, you can search it, you know. And I, at that time, I'm getting irritated, you sure. know, and I'm getting irritated. And I'm like, you can search it. And I was like, do you need me to get out the car? It was like, matter of fact, get out the car. Yeah, I do. And he's showing me, tells me to sit on the curb. Okay. Sit on the curb in front of the car. <laughs> this is crazy, you know? And they ripping my stuff out the back of my car. Hmm. All my clothes all over, my shoes all over. I'm like, y'all not going to find nothing in there. There's nothing in there. And he tells me, shut up. We're going to finish our job. Just sit there. Shut up. Okay. It's like, fine. 
That's a dead shut up. That cop ends up actually taking off. And then there's a female cop that comes to me. And she's apologizing for everything because my shit's all over the fuck. And I'm like, well, if y'all could put it back, that'd be nice. I don't care how you put it back. I just want to get out of here. And that happened. That was like, I want to say maybe 2009 that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I I won't forget that one either. And that was in Ithaca. Yeah, that has to be Three state boys. Yeah, that has to be quite a... Range of emotions, or like I, I think it anger, was honestly scared, when I got out because when I got right. out the car, you remember I had that black Ford. Remember I had that black Ford. It was that car that it was no, yeah. but um, I get out and he, you know, he just immediately realized I'm a big guy, kind of tall, you know, yeah. and he just kind of go over there and sit on the curb, you know, right? What is you know, I'm like this is crazy, you know, what is happening, yeah. you know, and that was. And I think, yeah, that was definitely profiling, thinking sure. I was probably drug dealer coming from smuggling. So I don't know. Yeah, it <laughs> no, certainly so. is way overkill. It was, it was a little overboard, but, yeah. you know, and I understood why it was happening. I'm like, I get it. Right. I'm tattooed all up, big, black, muscular dude, jewelry all over. I get it. Right. I get what you're thinking. Uh, even still. But, but I'm just like, that's just how I grew up. That's how I dress. That's just yeah. comfortable for me. So, for sure. you know. Okay. You said you have an older sister. Do you yes, have any other siblings? Nope. It's an older sister. Okay. And um, uh, do you have a, a good relationship with her now? Uh, now, like... spend more time more, together than you did when you were kids? Uh, not necessarily more time. It's just more talking. Like, it's the older we get, I guess, the more she talks to me. Okay. Uh, no, I guess... It's just weird. My family ain't never really been close like that anyway okay. growing up. Like, sure. Even, like... Cousins on my mom's side, I don't, I don't even know a lot of them, you know, but sure. I know they're my cousin, yeah. you know, by their last name or whatever, but right, right. Um, yeah, we just never really been that close, family-wise, Okay, ever. sure. Everybody kind of do their own thing. Yeah. What, um, wh- what was playing football in high school like? Oh, man, that was, you know, I always say that's, um, it's probably some of the best time of my life, actually. Okay. Uh, f- high school football, I don't get no better than that, man. That was yeah. that was the good old days. You got a big smile on your face <laughs> it <right> was, now. <laughs> it was good, Brian. I mean, it was too good, too, because I didn't take care of my schooling the way yeah. I should have because I was too busy living it up, sure. being a uh, top recruit in Michigan and all that, and yeah, the yeah. ladies knew it, and because okay. uh, teachers knew it, and you know the coach's teammates. She, it was just a lot of praise, a okay. lot of, a lot of excitement on what I would do. You know, yeah. Um, Did opening you, the doors to a lot. You know, okay. a lot of players. Did you have any teachers that tried to get you to do better in school, or uh, anybody yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they told me all the time. You know, um, one uh, Mrs. Schaefer. Mrs. Schaefer used to always tell me. Um, no, don't get a big head, which I did. <laughs> don't get a big head. You still got to do your schooling. Yeah. You're still a regular student. You just got a gift. You sure. know? And I wish I would have listened to her more because she was spot on. She was spot on. Um, sure. You know, if I would have graduated with honors and things of that nature, I wouldn't have had to pay for none of my schooling. You know, right. I would have. They would have opened it right up to me. You know, you can play here for free. Right. You know, but. 
I was kind of a knucklehead, Brian, when it came to school. Well, that's got to be so hard when you're getting a little bit of fame and whatnot. And it was a lot as a teenage teenage boy. I'm talking Battle Creek Inquirer all the time, front page, three star athlete, things of that nature. It got pretty crazy. Yeah, it got pretty. I mean, coaches coming to class to see me, coming to Mm -hmm. school to see me, all kinds of. All kinds of things was happening. The recruit process, coaches okay. calling my mom, my, my my house in the middle of the night, all really? kinds of stuff, okay. you know. And um, yeah. What's the so? What's the um, going to a college like? The the recruitment process, like what is what's that like? What's stressful? Like? It can be stressful. Um, can be a long process because you. Like yeah. when does it start? Like uh, usually, junior year, senior year? Man, it depends on how. Man, I, my first recruit, Brian, I was a freshman in high school. Really? Yeah, okay. my first, my first recruit was Western Michigan University. Okay. I was a freshman on the team in high school. I was in the tenth grade. Okay. I was in the tenth grade, and I had my first coach get a hold of me, uh, because I was, I was that young, but I was playing with the big boys. And yeah. I was just. Some kind of freak out on the field, okay. you know. And sure. uh, him, uh, Coach Frank Solich from Nebraska, was my other mm-hmm. big-time recruit. Um, and that happened when I was in 11th grade. Okay. So it's been as early as, yeah, 9th, 10th grade. So man. did they, uh, the guy from Nebraska, did he come to your house or did you uh, go Coach to Frank there? Frank Solich or? came to my high school. He came okay. to my high school and uh, I was in the 11th grade. And uh, he came to see me in Nebraska at that time was... Big time school. They were doing it big in college, uh, college football, and um, he ended up sending me a bunch of letters, wanting me to come out. And then he actually ended up getting fired. <laughs> oh, okay. He ended up getting fired the year after that, and that was like one of the last times I really heard from Nebraska as a as a recruit. Sure, you know, because I lost him as a recruit or whatever. And then at Michigan State, a lot of it was lot of schools <laughs> got boxes boxes of letters it was okay. the recruit process it's exciting it's definitely exciting to see that many people knowing about you yeah in different states that you like how do they even well, you know it's kind of creepy <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like when you think about it you know yeah um university of oregon all kinds of schools man i went on a lot of recruit trips what is it what's um, a recruit trip like um they basically you know, they bring you up here, show you the facilities. They cater to you, you know, basically telling you why they want you, why they want you at their school. Just trying to sell themselves. Um, yeah. Grand Valley, everybody. Uh, one of my favorite was Western. That was an awesome yeah. recruit trip. Um, Greg Jennings went to Western. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they show you the field. You go to camp. You do some athletic things there and see how much you like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I came up here. It was actually the winter. You came up here in, in the, winter. the winter. Okay. We was like, where the bleep are we, yo? I'm like, <laughs> we, I have, I've never seen nothing like this, you know? Yeah. But when I got here, it was just, it, was, it wasn't snowing like the crazy stuff, but yeah. it was getting there. But okay. it was just nice. The, the, the sporting facilities are amazing up here. They still okay. are amazing and i was just like man i could do it here you know i I could do it here i like it you know and i picked it over um ferris over saginaw over western um 
over any other of the bigger schools because they weren't going to take me anyway because my scores. Okay. You know. Um, sure. So, yeah, basically Lloyd Carr got me up here. He was like, okay. you should go to my alma mater. I was like, all right. That's cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it. When um, I actually went to, to Northern as well for a little while. And when my mom and I made the trip to check out the campus and everything, it was early November. And I'm from Detroit area. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like seven or eight hours uh, drive up here. Mm-hmm. But it was snowing eight so hours from hard. Creek yeah. It was snowing so hard when we were making the trip up <laughs> that it extended by, I think, almost three hours. Like it was, oh, it was close to like 10, 10 and a half hours. So it's just getting, you know, later and later at night. Mm. It's dark. It's that thing where the light, the headlights are on and the snow, the snow is just is coming just straight at right. you. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you're in the, um, jumping to light speed in, oh, in Star goodness. Wars, you know, where yeah. it's just coming right at you. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, man. We were just like, I don't know about this, man. Yeah. Like, this is crazy, but. I liked the campus. I liked it all, and it was just different. It was like sure. a breath of fresh air because I'm so used to big city life. You know, I'm so used yeah. to everything being open 24 hours and this sure. and that. You know? Well, Battle Creek's not huge. Uh, it's not huge, but it's yeah. a, it's a city. You know right. what I'm saying? It's yeah. a it's a legit city. You know, okay. there's a lot of people there. I haven't been there much. Driven uh, through, but not. It's uh, you know, you got skyscrapers you got buildings oh, okay. you got shit like sure. that you know there's a big downtown and, yeah thing. bigger downtown you know okay but it's not the biggest but it's yeah. not the smallest either, sure you know so it's good medium okay you know so i was just always used to that city life you know so did you when did you figure out what you wanted to do school-wise um man that's you know it was because I always did something athletic. I was like, I got to be in athletics, okay. whatever it is, you know. I don't care what it is, as long as it's athletics. So I was open for a while. I didn't mm-hmm. have a degree, like a, a, a specialty, actually. Sure. Um, it wasn't until, to be honest with you, it wasn't until my junior year I really decided what I wanted to do. Okay. And um, that happened because I was in the training room, actually. I was in the mm-hmm. trainer's room, and uh, I had a pulled hamstring and everything. Okay. And I was just watching the, tra- the trainers run around, and they were fixing people here and fixing up a guy there, suggesting workouts here, suggesting mm-hmm. things to do there. And I was like, man, I could totally get into that. You okay. know? And then it branched off into personal training. Okay. And I'm like, you know... Then I branched off into uh, broadcasting and sports okay. entertainment. Sure. Yeah, entertainment, uh, ESPR. That's what I graduated with. It's no longer a, a thing up here. Hmm. Uh, ESPR, though, that was um, entertainment sports promotions. Okay. You know, and I ended up graduating with all that. And I was just like, you know, it, it branches off into anything. Sure. You know, so I used to do the little podcast, too. I used yeah. to call some of the games up here and... Things of that nature, I was like, I could definitely get into that forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. you know, and you can get a job with sports and things like that. Sports is forever. Yeah. You know? So why aren't you playing in the NFL? Oh, man. i tell you why that didn't happen. <laughs> well, I mean, Luck obviously, draw, man. obviously it's really low percentage that anybody it's, would play. Exactly. But. The NFL is is hard. It is hard to get in. I've seen guys. I've played against NFL players. Yeah, I played against them. Uh, 
I've competed against these guys. So do I think I could? I know I could play on the gridiron with the guys. It's just, it's the luck of the draw with a lot of people. Um, okay. It's who you know, you know, what they know. You know, a lot of people get get the breaks, you know. And okay. I, I wasn't somebody that got a break of that. I, want, I, almost, I did the Canadian thing. I wanted to do that for a minute. Oh, yeah. okay. Didn't like it. <laughs> you know? Were you, were you, do you mean the CFL? Yes, yeah, CFL. So were you in the CFL? No, didn't or, never okay. actually get into it, but I was recruited by them uh, a lot. Okay. Uh, had combine dates, uh, did my pro date, all that good stuff. Okay. Tryouts, uh, we were at um, practice, coaches come and see you know, NFL coaches, the Jets was up here, the 49ers was up here, all kinds. Okay. I mean, we opened up the doors to a lot of that stuff. And now you're starting to see a lot more players in the GLIAC go to the NFL, hmm. you know. So, but I, I came in a time where there wasn't a lot of respect for Division Two athletes, you know. Okay. There was, you had those gyms or whatever, yeah. but it wasn't like they really came around that much, or it was real phantom-like if they did, okay. you know. So did you play um, all the whole time you oh were yeah. at Northern? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had a great career up here. Yeah. <laughs> really good career. Five years. Nice. Five years up here. Nice. Really good career. Is there any, aside from like the CFL or NFL, are there any other places you could play now if you wanted uh, you to? You can go arena ball if you wanted to try to really, you know, you can always walk on to an NFL team too. Sure. But the fact is, I'm 32 now. Yes. Yeah. In the NFL, that's, you can know. Yeah. Yeah, you can, in the NFL, <laughs> your, your life expectancy ain't nothing but a mother, maybe four years at sure. most, you know. Yeah. So, and, and that's the thing, man. The league is, when you get to high levels like that, it's not. It's no longer just a game. Okay. It's, it's no longer what you loved to do unless you one of those blessed players like a Tom Brady or something that got that contract right away. Sure. And you can play and be happy. You yeah. Know? But when you get to that that level, you fighting for money. You fighting to. To feed your family, you fighting for this and that in a, in a business. Yeah, it's it's no longer a game. You know, it's no longer we doing this for fun. It right. is fun when you're out there. Yeah, yeah. But necessarily, it's it's there's business. way more to it. Though. Yeah, it's a yeah. business. It's an entertainment. You know. Okay. You you no longer can just strap on the cleats and say I'm gonna go out here and beat the crap out of these guys because <laughs> it's fun. Right. You know now there's a dollar sign attached to you. Sure. So, did you ever have any concussions or anything? Like uh, that? no, not that I know of. It's okay. never been documented. I think I had a mild one before. Okay, that happened in uh, Gannon. It's in Pennsylvania. Um, I was tackled and my head bounced off the turf, mm. uh, pretty hard. I got gang tackled and mm. head just, you know. And I seen like you know. The little dark tunnel for oh, a second, okay. and sure. you get a little woozy. You know, you see the stars, the little dots, and everything. Yeah. I think I had a mild one, but I never really documented a full concussion. I may have, I may okay. have had a couple because sure. I played with a reckless abandonment for yeah. sure. Um, Were you a running back the yeah, whole time? Uh, like outside linebacker, I started out as okay. outside linebacker safety spot. Okay, and then um, a player got hurt and. Um, they needed somebody athletic enough but big enough to be in the backfield in the offense that we were running. It was like a tight end, fullback, H-back kind of guy, you know. 
yeah. do it all. Utility man. And uh, I was pretty violent. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty violent. <laughs> yeah. sure. Very, very rough. <laughs> and uh, I probably did. I probably did. Just never, you know, and that's crazy how that's blowing up now with football. The yeah. whole concussion thing. Would you, if you had a son, would you let them play football? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, a lot of... Or a daughter, actually, now. Yeah, now, yeah, now it's opening too. up to everybody. Absolutely. So. If that's what you want to do, yeah. if that's what you love... Go after it. Just learn that the game is its not a safe game. Right. And that's what's ruining the NFL to me right now, that they're trying to say is to protect players, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Brian, it's because there's a dollar sign hooked to oh, every well, player's absolutely. back. Of course. That's what it is. They change rules for certain players. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Now we got this whole falling on the top of people is mm. a penalty now. That's rough in the past. <laughs> That happened because Aaron Rodgers got injured last year, and he's a big-time commodity yeah. that makes a lot of money. People yeah. want to see him play. Yeah, brings eyes to yeah, the people game. People don't want to yeah. be seeing him hurt. They talking about it's for safety measures, but we all know why it really is. It's to protect their pocket. Yeah. And um, what's frustrating about it, I played, God, I played since I was five, six. Yeah. I'm 32, so that's 20-something years of, of, of football, you know? Yeah. And um, you get guys that come out talking about, well, I didn't know that I would end up shaking and this and that and that. Okay, Brian, if I told you to stand up and smash your head against that wall <laughs> seven, eight times, eventually you're going to end up woozy. Right. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> if you keep doing it, sure. you might have some brain issues. Right. The fact is, everyone knows what they signed up for. Okay. I know that I could get severely injured playing the game, but I love it. Okay. I liked the roughness of the game. I liked imposing my will. I liked that. Legally, I can do it. Right. There is not a lot of sports <laughs> where you can legally dismantle a man and get away with it. You know, there's not there's not a lot, you know, and and for these guys to come out with these whole concussion stories and this and that, I'm I'm shaking now, this and that. You knew what you were signing up for. Yeah, you, you, but you knew what you were getting into. But when you get to a point where like brain damage, it's a violent sport. Uh, it's a yeah. violent, violent sport. You you played that way. Sure. You know, you you ran your head in the, you know what I'm saying? You know what comes with the game. Sure. That's like a boxer saying, I didn't know my face would be mangled right. after I boxed. <laughs> then what are you doing boxing? Sure. Like, like, you knew it could happen. Yeah. You you know what you sign up for. Okay. And, and, you know, it's like you get some of those players and you ask them, would you do it again? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it took care of my family for, for goodness sake, you know. Now, what I do sympathize on them with is the fact they should have some kind of health insurance after. You should have Absolutely. some kind of, it's the most violent sport out there. Yeah. You should have something. Yeah, there know. needs to be treatment. Yeah, there should be something ongoing, available yeah, for you. Ongoing you know? health. But for you to sit there and tell me that you didn't know sure. that you could give physically changed from this okay. game yeah that's that's an important you, yeah, distinction you, yeah you so. get people out here that get paralyzed in these games right you know it's not a it's not a that's the thing you got hockey it's a physical sport yeah you get boxing it's a physical sport football is a collision sport yeah it's a warrior sport 
this a violent sport. That's something football to me was always because I always get into those um, Spartan type movies and warrior sure. type, you know, sports. You know, yeah, yeah. I put football in that category. It's more or less one of those kind of sports. You know, every yeah. it ain't made for everybody. It's yeah. just not. You know, there's some guys that well, I'm not playing football. That's crazy. Sure. Me on the other hand, I was like, that looks fun. Yeah. You know, or it's just it's just the way it is, man. It's okay. not a safe sport. It's not nothing that you can make safe about the game. Yeah. Unless you want to lose the game completely. Sure. And as far as I'm concerned, I feel like that's what the NFL is on their road to that. You you're losing fans, you're losing you're losing what football is. Sure. Like and it kills me. It kills me to watch some of the penalties that I see. I'm like, man, when I played that, that wasn't even <laughs> bad at that. The ref would be like, get up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and you hear the stories of, like, the the Bears, you know, team in the 80s or whatever, where yeah. guys would have yeah. have a cast on their arm and put, like, a metal piece yeah. in their cast to, to be knock able, you yeah, to be able to hit somebody. Yeah. That's insane, though. <laughs> but it like, happened, bro. Yeah, but that's, that would, that's a little overboard. But that's you know insane. Right? It's a little overboard. <laughs> that is almost crazy. Like, you yeah. That's you more may have criminal. a problem. Yeah, you That's... may. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, things like that happen, but it's the game is just going so far from what I knew. You know, yeah. I couldn't play nowadays. Yeah. I would be fined and penalized <laughs> every game, Brian. I'll be broke. I would, I would be playing to pay my fines. That's what I would be doing. I would, I would be broke. Like, I would be so bad. Like, you can't hit a quarterback in the knees. Yeah. Man, I remember my quarterback getting <laughs> undercut every play that they, that it can happen. Sure. You can't land your body weight on a quarterback. What the hell are you supposed to do? Yeah. Hit him and why don't we just wear flags? Yeah. Wear let's flags. just play flag yeah. football. Sure. You know, let's just play flag football. Yeah. Because I don't know what the hell to do no more. Yeah. You know, they say you can't lower your head. I get it. But how is it physically possible? These are men. Running a hundred miles an hour, mm. you know some of these dudes running a forty, four three forty. You know how fast that is for you to stop on a dime to make a, to keep your head up and to form tackle and this and that. I get a form tackle, but even when you form tackle in the side of your head, yeah, is gonna connect somewhere. Right, it's just a violent sport. It's our anatomy. You can't change it. Sure. There's nothing you can do about it, or just scrap the game completely. Sure. That's what they're doing. What um? So what are you doing now? Um, I'm a personal trainer now, doing the job that I want to do. Yeah. It's the career move I want. Personal training. Um, I want to end up eventually uh, owning my own gym one day. Nice. Owning my own gym, going independent, things of that nature. That's and uh, cool. this is my starting point. This is where I'm at. Um, and it's going really good. It's nice. going really good. So if I come to you. What's your what's your starting point? Like, what do you like? My rates? Of, no, just what kinds of stuff do you do? Like, what do you recommend? What's your um, focus? Well, this is the thing, Brian. That's why we call it personal training because mm -hmm. I I usually sit down and counsel like every client. You know, you get that free consultation and workout. It's so I can evaluate you, sure. like evaluate what kind of shape you are in, what kind of uh, things already come to mind when I see you, what your goals are, mm -hmm. what you want to accomplish, why you even doing it, you know? Sure. Um, and that all comes into the game plan of what workouts 
I will start you with or where we're heading. It's all it's sure. all doing it's all depends on that person. That's why it's personal training, you know. Okay. It's not just I don't put the same regimen on everybody cuz personally everybody can't handle it. Sure. I'm not going to give you I work out what five times a week. Okay. I'm not going to give you my workouts. Right. You know, because I don't know where yeah, you're I at physically. I wouldn't be able to handle that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know where you're at physically. See what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not going to give a 50-year-old woman a workout. I'm going to give a 20-year-old one. Of course. You know, yeah. or or something of that nature. So okay. it would all depend on my client and what their goals is and what they come sure. in like, you know. So you don't like the cold? I hate it. So what's keeping you here? <laughs> What's keeping me here is the fact that, to be honest with you, if I want to land it, what I went to school for, I probably would be gone. I probably would be gone to a bigger city, mm-hmm. going back to the whole city life that I like. But, you know, because I, I, I like that kind of lifestyle, but at the same time, I like it quiet, too, because I'm not yeah. a I'm not a partier. Sure. I'm not a drinker. I'm yeah. not a smoker. I don't I do not do none of that shit. You know, I'm kind of a nerd, Brian. I'm a, I'm a sure. comic book nerd and a sports nerd, you know, okay. so... Um, honestly, it's just the fact that this place is peaceful for me okay. and I found the job that I wanted to do, cool. you know, that I wanted to start, you know, now eventually down the road, I'll probably move probably, you know, once I get a little bigger with the whole gym thing, yeah. probably. Okay. That's so the cold's not enough. No, it's not enough thing. to keep me. Yeah. It's not no, enough, not to, enough to drive me. you away. No, <laughs> no. Because if I want to do that, then I'll go on vacation. Yeah. I'll, I'll go on vacation or something, you know, I'll All go right. somewhere warm for a minute to read. Recharge the batteries, but cool, man. it's not enough to run me out of here. Yeah. So hope of owning your gym, own gym one day. What do you have an idea of what that entails? Like what it involves? Um. Yeah. Actually, um, I watch. Shout out to Jamie, uh, my boss. Um, I watch her run that gym every day. Great boss. She's hands on with a lot. Always there. You know. You can't. For me, I feel like. You can't be a boss of a of a place and not be there mm-hmm. and not know what goes on, not seeing what your people are doing, not looking every day for some kind of improvement or trying to meet your goals as a as a business, you know. And Jamie is constantly on top of that, constantly. Okay. And um, I appreciate watching her for it because it's what I want to do, yeah. you know. And she is the perfect perfect role model for that to nice. watch because she's always there. Always trying to, trying to reach some kind of goal for that day, you yeah. know, for that day, for that year, whatever. She's always on top of it. Okay. And I, I would love to have that, you know, because okay. I, I love working out. I love the gym. Sure. I, I love the sweat, the everything that comes with it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I want to be. You know, that's yes. what I want to do. I want to do what she do. And then I want to go at a higher level even with that, you know. Mm. So, and watching her definitely helps. Nice. Do you have any other like ambitions, or is that um, like your main focus for now? Or I you got, you else? know, I got any places you want to go, or you know, any like anything. Any places? I always want to go lift at uh, what is it, Venice Beach in California, yeah. Muscle Beach. Nice. I want to go there and lift one day. I'm gonna yeah. go out there one of these days. I'm gonna get a pump in, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. But I, 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 you know, I watch. I got role models like C.T. Fletcher. He's one of my biggest. Guys I like to watch on, uh, he used to do the YouTube channels and IG. He blew up off of doing that, you know, a public right. figure. Yeah. I would love to be a public figure one day for, for you know, training and things of that nature. Mike Rashid, um, 
Uh, guys like that, Kevin Washington, the Hulk, Kevin Washington, okay. all that. You know, I watch those power lifters, those guys that's been there and done that. And they personal training at a high, the highest of levels. You know, yeah. getting money off of their merchandise, mm. their things that they're selling out there. You know, um, their videos, their influential videos. You yeah. know, they great videos, inspirational videos, um, getting people healthy, man, getting people busy. You know, we live in a a country and a world that's just people sit on their ass and do nothing. Yeah. You know, people. <laughs> I don't understand how they do it. You know, like you sit there and watch TV all day. You don't do shit. You know, mm-hmm. and you wonder why you feel like shit. Yeah. You know, because you don't do shit. So yeah. you know, it's like I like to motivate people to get up and do something. You know, hell, go for a walk. Do do anything. Sure. Lift something. Yeah. You know, not just donuts and coffee and whatever do something you know <laughs> right. get off your ass everybody wants to sit at a computer or whatever hell kids nowadays rather play the damn video games i'm a gamer you know this about me yeah. right i'm a gamer but i also get off my ass and do something sure you know nowadays you got kids they just want to play the damn game they don't even want whatever happened to go out and jumping off a fence you know or doing something <laughs> you know throw some rocks do something no nah, i want to play this you know and that's I like, I like that your examples of playing outside are jumping off yeah, the fence and well that's what rocks. I used to do man that's what I used to do my mom and dad get out of the house get, you know get the hell away from me go do something go break something crash something do something you know Bubba you don't do nothing you, you always stuck up my ass bang 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 at the house you know so and that's what I see with you know I see the young kids these days I'm like yeah. whatever happened to, to all that going outside playing football and doing things enough playing basketball outside all day man when i was younger we would play freaking football 21 all day brian yeah all day there was no playing xbox online with 700 different people it wasn't that wasn't available and you know that's why you know i want to be one of those guys that motivate one of those public figures like that and i honestly i think i got the personality for it yeah um no, it's just working, man. Hard work. Just doing it. Working from the bottom, getting up to top. Awesome. Well, good luck. Thank you. I hope you get your own gym Thank you. as soon as you want it. I hope Thank you can you. get it. I hope and I'll uh, do one day too, man. Thanks so much for being on. For sure. For sure, buddy. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If so, please share it with other people. You can also subscribe, rate, and review it on the platform you downloaded it on so that it helps other people find it. You can also go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash the I am podcast and click the support this podcast button. This allows you to make a small monthly contribution to help keep the pod going if you'd like to. Thanks for listening.